your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks. Welcome back to another episode of Your Sequel Sucks, the show where each and every week we dive into Hollywood's shittiest sequels and uh, we absolutely berate them. I am one of your hosts, Luke Ladley, and I am joined by a man who I hope would wear my face when I die because I know I'd wear his asshole, Nick Evans. I, I don't, I'm speechless. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh... That's a little lead into what we did this week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was expecting something else and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear your asshole, me. bro. I appreciate Man. you. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> How's your week? <laughs> How's your week, Ben? <laughs> it's, it's good. Um, lots of bad movies on the roster for us this week, so just oh, yeah. through them and trying to keep a loaded gun out of my mouth. So that's about <laughs> it. Other, other, otherwise, I'm solid. It's very cool. Kurt Cobain-y type of week for you. Yeah, I understand. You know, I get I'm it. Just, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling down. It's the heroin. You get it. You know what's happening. What, what about you? What What are things looking like for you? Uh, things are getting a little better, man. I got uh, I got my car back. That was all worked on because I had hit the deer. Uh, yep. I'm feeling a little bit better than I did last week. Just a little more nasally, but uh, I'm just hocking up nasty old lugers at this point. Just blah, blah. Blah. But, uh, <laughs> when I'm I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting back to uh, square one there, man. So it, it is good. But um, let's let with no further ado, Nick. <laughs> do you, you want to tell these lovely people what movie we watch this week? Yes, I do, because it's time to rev up the chainsaw for the seventh time <laughs> <laughs> because we watched Texas Chainsaw 3D. I'll get like one more thing and I'm good. All right, I'll meet you outside. Cool. There's like a carnival or something going on. Brown! Bryce Jack. What the fuck are you doing? Nobody's looking. Listen, it was one time. One time. And I had like 18 kamikazes. Come on. Come on, you begged for it. And now I'm begging you to keep your hands off my shit. Okay. Alright. Oh my God! They wow. got Trey songs. <laughs> they got Trey songs. <laughs> oh man! Oh God! Believe it or not, he doesn't help. Would you believe it? He doesn't help. What a mo- <sighs> Nick! Do you remember when this came out and we saw this in the theater and we were like, yeah. "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, I uh, man, I have. It's one of nothing good to say yeah. about it. No. It's, my, it's one of my fondest movie memories of us even though it's <laughs> the worst movie we've ever seen because like you know we talked about it but we went to like the uh midnight showings for like dark knight dark knight rises mm-hmm. uh rob zombies halloween like we were pumping through them back at this time frame and yeah this is one that we went and saw together and i just remember it for the first time we got in the car after the movie and we just couldn't believe what we watched <laughs> like it, it was the whole thing's a fucking joke it is not scary for a it, movie that came out in what like almost modern times it, 2013 it's, it's, it's less than 10 years old oh it's I'm, bad it, it it's this movie still makes me cringe like there's we're gonna get into it specifically a certain line but there's lines in the dialogue and there's parts of this movie that are so cringeworthy 
and it doesn't get better with age. It is not a fine wine. It no. it literally is just as sour, and you're just as like embarrassed for the actors. Um, all right, let's dive back. Nick, what's your relationship to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You any one movie or series? How do you relate with I'm, the I'm gonna or I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start it up a little controversial here because, oh shit. It, in my opinion, um, for me, the my Texas Chainsaw Massacre starts in 2003 with Jessica Biel. Okay. That's okay. I, that's the one I go back to. That's the one I remember loving. It scared the fuck out of me. Mm. I uh, that was the first time an older Nick, not like a kid who saw like Jason and was scared because you know that's everybody, but like <laughs> an an older kid who has seen other horror movies saw this and was like, nope, no, nope. yeah, like yeah, that movie fucked me up. Um, and I eventually, yeah, I did see the older ones and they are they're okay. I like mm-hmm. it for what they are. Um, and I definitely saw them when I was younger and just blocked them out because they're it's whatever. But yeah, man, for me, that's where the Texas Chainsaw Massacre really lifted off. I'm into all of them. I'm into the character of Leatherface. Uh, not this iteration, not, not even <laughs> the one that came after this. But <laughs> Yeah. For me, I remember seeing in the first one when I was younger and we were warned by our parents. They were like, yeah, this movie is going to scare the shit out of you. You know, you're, this is a really scary movie. And I think it was, I think I was eight years old when I first saw it. And we rented it from Blockbuster. And yeah, it, it scared the shit out of me. At the time, like you said, Nick, I had only seen like Jason movies and stuff like that. And I saw this and it was, it was fucking horrifying. And the big thing was when you're a kid, you're told that it's based on a true story, which later you come to find out it's not exactly based no, on a yeah. true story. It's, it's loosely based on the real serial killer, Ed Gein. Yep. And because he did weird shit like that, he used to skin people, make lampshades out of them. Yeah, but he um, had a nipple belt and stuff, man. When I was in yeah. college, I had to do a whole, I had to do a whole Ed Gein report, and I was like, man, nipple belt. He had a nipple belt. He he was wearing his mom's skin to make a vagina. It was weird. It was weird shit. <laughs> yeah, so so that's horrifying, right? No, so like, welcome to the show. <laughs> so like, I remember seeing that, and then I don't think I watched it again, and then. In 2003, I remember seeing the first trailer for the reboot and that iconic sound of the camera. The oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I remember hate that noise. Though. Oh, it dude, still gets me. <laughs> it fucking scared the <laughs> shit out of me. And I remember going to the theater when it came out. And at the time I was 15 and that was probably and hey, judge me if you want. That was the first time where I in a long time when I was a kid, I was like, oh, man, I almost want to close my eyes. Like, I remember feeling that way. And, um, you know, this movie does none of that. Um, (laughs) I wanted to close my eyes, but for way different fucking reasons. Yeah. I just wanted it to be over. But I just, how do you, how do you fuck up Leatherface? He's automatically scary. He's big as shit. He wears (laughs) dead people's faces. Like in that Jessica Biel one, when he turns around in that scene where he's chasing her and he's wearing the boyfriend's like bloody face, that one got me. So how do you mess that up? Is he even wearing a face in this movie? He's wearing like a knapsack. (laughs) (laughs) It, it is surprisingly cheesy. And I mean, let me just add to for the first Texas Chainsaw Chainsaw Massacre, ladies and gentlemen, it was a, big success that movie was filmed it came out october 11 1974 it only cost three hundred thousand dollars to make it ended up making 30.8 million okay it, 
1974 that's big money and i didn't know the gap was that big holy shit yeah it was really big and i have a number here and i don't know why and it only says in parentheses australia <laughs> but i have here that at the <laughs> opening weekend it said it made one thousand six hundred dollars <laughs> so so i don't know if i'm going to trust that i didn't even initially put in my vote so i thought that was funny but this movie does go on the gross worldwide 30.8 million so that is a massive a massive return on investment and subsequently you end up getting not good sequels for this movie uh really for the next 20 years or so until this reboot in 2003 and the reboot is highly successful okay and the reboot spawns a prequel called texas chainsaw massacre the beginning right and the when they rebooted the series new line cinema and platinum dunes the idea was to make a trilogy. And what happens yeah. is it doesn't happen. Um, basically, let's bring it back to 2007, okay? Um, New Line Cinema announces they are no longer continuing with, and th this was labeled as the Jessica Biel remake series, even though she wasn't even in the second one. I was going to say, she was she's not a, in, in the Like beginning. a little baby, actually. This is a prequel. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's fast forward two years later. We get to October 2009. And it comes out that Twisted Pictures and Lionsgate Films are trying to purchase the rights um, to the franchise from New Line Cinema. And they wanted Twisted Pictures and Lionsgate, obviously, uh, Twisted Pictures to do producing, Lionsgate to do distributing. And according to um, the writer Michael Fleming, uh, Fleming, the plan was to, uh, automatically they knew they wanted to do a 3D movie because that's what was popular. And what they wanted to do to, write it was they wanted steven susco to actually write it and he does write the script for this movie which is surprising because nick this is the same guy who wrote the grudge one and two like he like, knows what he's doing and where's like you the would grudge, think <laughs> yeah, the grudge i don't know about the grudge two as much but the grudge scared the shit out of me at one point it was one of it was like the first like paranormal movie where i was like oh shit there's weird little pale people but like <laughs> man i Oh, yeah. I'm so disappointed. I'm wild. It is. It's it's very like weird. I mean, sometimes you get these things. I mean, we've just discussed recent episodes of Frank Miller and how he's had his little dips there. But yeah. so this guy, you think, you know, from the onset, okay, we're gonna have a good Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So what they do, and we've said this before, is they went and they get the rights for it. And this movie was pitched again, stepbrother style. They immediately pitched a trilogy. A brand new trilogy. Never mind that the remake trilogy with a massive successful actress like Jessica Biel didn't make it to the third movie. They fucking think somehow they're going to make it to the third movie. And the way they pitched this movie was weird. It was like out of order. So the way they were going to do it was the, the first movie to release in the new trilogy, Nick, was going to be technically the second one. And it was going to take place all in a hospital, uh, a la Halloween 2, right? Ah. Then the second one was going to release, but it was actually going to be the first one and explain the events of the second one. And then finally, the third one would have came out and wrapped all of the movies up together. Um, like, what? Dumbass. George Lucas fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Why did you try and Tarantino yourself a fucking trilogy? And it immediately doesn't happen. All right. They, they say, no, of course no, not. <laughs> they're not doing it. They're like, we know Trey songs is going to get arrested. He's not making yeah, it yeah, through this three. Isn't movies. happening. This isn't going to happen. You get one fucking shot at this. Okay. So they get their one shot at the movie and they bring in two additional writers. And, and this is where it gets funny. So you had Steven Susco, right? You have this guy, the grudge want to do your own. Nick, they bring in Adam Marcus to help 
do some rewrites and script polishing. Do you know what Adam Marcus did? I don't. Jason I goes to hell. Why would <laughs> Jason Nine to fix the guy who just made these massively successful because, fucking grudge movies? Because that movie was so successful. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's you, widely regarded as like the worst, if not the second to worst, Friday the Thirteenth movie. Bro, that would be like having Jim Carrey write jokes for a movie and then you bring in Carrot Top to clean them up. Like, that makes no sense. Why would you do that? Right. So they also attach Deborah Sullivan. And she has nothing notable, okay? I've looked at her shit, nothing notable, to help um, Marcus with these rewrites, which makes you question right away, what's going on? Why are you rewriting a script that hasn't even fucking started filming or that shit yet? You know, like, so you have, um, they get together, right? And they're, they're getting this going. And they're, the movie actually had to be recut from the, what they were going to do because it was going to get an NC-17 rating, okay? I did see that, which is... Okay, real quick. This movie is not scary. It is barely gory. No. I want to see what was so bad that they had to get the NC-17 at first because whatever it was, they went the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> they really they really did, dude, and I I agree. I would like to see what it was. You know, sometimes it's only one scene. Sometimes like I've read movies that get like the X rating. It would be like one second of nipple longer than what's allowed by like the MPAA. Yeah. So it must have been something like that. Um, so they ended up casting Alexandra uh, Daddario, uh, who would, at the time would, had previously been in um, Percy Jackson. Yep. She was in the Percy Jackson movies. And they, the other big name that they get is Trey Songs. And, and boy, boy, man, <laughs> I have some. I have some shit that Jason has said about this. Like, dude, oh man, you could dive in when you want. I just want to say that when they cast them, they both admitted that they never even saw the original film. What they have no context for what they're doing. They literally just hired these people. They have no relation to this movie. They just needed a big name at the time or something they thought was going to be great. They both admitted that they saw the Jessica Biel one, but not the original one. And what's funny about that is. They fucking went out for a movie, Nick, that was supposed to be a direct sequel to the original one. Yes. How did you not check the source material? <laughs> it's wild because um, Alexandra Daddario, so she has some acclaim, right? You know, mm -hmm. people know her. She's in a lot of uh, popular movies. She's in a lot of popular TV shows. She's actually bad in this movie, which is funny because normally <laughs> we say like, no, no, she does a great job. We do that in all these movies. She doesn't do good in this. So, like she is <laughs> hamming it up. But man, Trey songs at first, right? right during the initial like press release that he's going to be in this movie it's his first big role and he had just been nominated for multiple grammys mm -hmm. so he's coming off of big hype and he was going on and he was like it's you know an honor to be because he actually is the first black actor to be in a texas chainsaw massacre movie so he's like it's such a great honor i love the team i'm so excited about this and then the movie comes out and Trey Songs straight up, because he says uh, he took the role for two reasons. The first one is it happened to line up with a four-week vacation his label was making him take. <laughs> so he needed something to do. And the second reason is he wanted to get into acting. And he was afraid that if he were to take a role in another film, that he would end up being too big of a star. Oh, my that, God. That he would carry the movie too much. <laughs> but because it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he figured it's a big enough name where people won't even remember he's in it. <laughs> well, 
check that box, buddy. You did it. You did it. <laughs> you fucking did it. Yeah, I have here too that when he did his negotiations, the big thing he said was he's like, yo, I'm not dying first. Everybody knows that the black guy dies yep. first. I'm not dying first. So he actually had that as a part of his negotiation uh, like his negotiation with his contract. Um, let me tell you, buddy, I, I commend you on that. You picked the wrong movie. Because I don't yeah. care who fucking died. I, I think it would have been better if you died first because you would have been out of this hunk of shit. You actually yeah. fucked yourself. Yeah, you probably could have enjoyed that four-week vacation that they gave you <laughs> instead of being on set for this piece of shit. And not to mention when we ever, uh, eventually get into it, he's not in it all that much. No, he's not. <laughs> and he's a piece of shit while he's in it. He's a cheater. He is. Yep, he's, he's a piece of up. shit. Everybody, uh, everybody's a piece of shit in this movie. They don't they do really a good are. job of labeling who the bad guy is because, spoiler, they try and make Leatherface the good guy. Yes, I don't, and I, don't I was going to say, even Alexandria Daddario, she ends up being a piece of shit at the end of this when you see her path and what she chooses. And you know what's funny about her is she usually never does nude scenes, okay? Yes. Unless she is paid very well for them. That's what she always puts on her contract, unless be paid very well. Dude, she must have had a feeling this movie was going to be shit because she actually went to the director and be like, yo, I'll show you my titties if you want. She was trying to cash in extra cheddar while she yeah. could, bro. She I'm must glad, have been like, yeah, I'm this movie sucks. I'm glad you said that because she is very against it because of those fucking... So the Percy Jackson movies are meant for like younger crowd like the harry potter crowd mm -hmm. so she that's her audience so she doesn't want to be like yeah i was in this and now here's some boobies no she wants to kind of <laughs> keep that line but you're absolutely right so i mean i didn't know her that well when we first watched this movie so i was like ah whatever but coming back into it with that lens i thought the same thing i was like you know out of that fucking budget that they copped like <laughs> five million was just on her <laughs> dude absolutely like that's how you know you're like uh Man, I go whip out a titty if you're gonna throw some fucking money in there. And hey, good on her. Get that, get that yeah, money get while that you can. Because, because <laughs> we know this this motherfucker ain't gonna last. You already got denied your whole trilogy. <laughs> you might as well cash him while you can. So they end up filming this in the fucking dead of summer. And I'd read it some of the days that they filmed it, it would be over a hundred degrees. Miserable. Everyone is miserable by, for filming this movie. And there's a fucking weird caveat with the filming of this movie as well. This movie was filmed from July to August of 2011. This movie did not come out until January of 2013. You had two years! You had two fucking years to fix this! Why did you not fix this? Well, what had happened was the studio was worried, Nick, because the movie was filmed in 2011, right? And it had an initial release date of October 2012, but they saw the movies on the horizon and the studio already knew that they, they knew they had something that was not going to do that great. Right. Yeah. They did not want any competition because what was going to be coming out around that time was silent Hill revelation, Argo sinister paranormal activity Four, and taken Two. So they looked right out and they're like, no way we're not fucking coming around. We're not even going to try and release around this. We're going to go, and we're going to launch this right outside of that window. And that's how this movie eventually comes out in January of 2013. And I'm not going to lie. That is a smart idea because, one, there's not much to really do in January. 
because yeah. it's cold out. So you go to the movies. And two, you did break away from that. Look, it worked for me and you, man. We went and we saw this piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we saw it in I, 3D. It was horrible. And you know what? And you know what? Out of all those movies that came out in October, I definitely went and saw the Silent Hill Revelations movie in theaters, and that sucked. Yep. I was gonna say that was not they probably the future future they, episode. <laughs> they could have played their cards against that one and probably came out good. But yeah. this movie eventually um it ended up having a $20 million budget, all right? Gross, worldwide. This movie is technically a success. It makes $47.3 million in the box office. But remember, guys, you have the name of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, okay? So that is a long legacy hype. You made sure that you released it right around the time where no one was doing shit. And, might I add, yes, it was $47 million, but this movie drops fast after opening weekend. It drops fast it does not have a long leg to stand on so yes. technically yes the studio wins one over they definitely know that they made the right choice by not getting the uh, trilogy out there and we end up getting to this hunk of shit that we are gonna dive into some scenes on <laughs> oh man i've I've just never been more disappointed because just to <laughs> give everybody some backstory we we did see this but we also this was the third time we've watched this movie somehow <laughs> like there was there was moments and this has not happened yet where as i'm watching it i remembered scenes and i was like nope and i would do like the fast forward yeah. 30 seconds fast forward a minute <laughs> because there's so much <clears throat> talking for a texas chainsaw massacre movie there's just so much of townspeople just being weird and talking and friends in the grocery store like I, Oh, it is there's very, it is very boring. There's very, there's there's very small amounts of massacre in this massacre. But well, all right, so we start the movie off, all right? Now, this movie was supposed to be a direct sequel to the 1974 original movie, guys. Keep that in mind, okay? Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, 3, Next Generation reboot. That's all out. They wanted to canonize this one as the official number 2. Yep. Well, there's a problem, okay? As soon as the movie starts, the people that are supposed to pick up, this movie picks up right after the events of the first one, when, they, when the opening scenes. None of the people look anything like they did in the original cast. No. It is the most, it, it, guys, it's the most drastic, stark thing you'll notice right away. And what makes it worse is when this movie opens, the first five minutes is them literally showing the scenes from the first movie in 1974. It's the exact scenes. So then when they cut to the family, now you're like, Wait a second, who the fuck are these hillbilly fucks? I don't know any of these people. <laughs> they look nothing alike. And Leatherface, they show Leatherface right away, looks nothing like he does in the original. Why would you choose to show the direct source and then compare it right away if you knew that it wasn't going to add up? Did that catch you off guard, Nick? That was one of my first notes I had down, which it wasn't even a scene as much as I had to say it during the scenes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the big part of it, especially in like if you haven't seen these movies for a few years, you wait. He's very much like Jaws, like mm -hmm. Leatherface. You wait. You know he's in the background, and then you hear that chainsaw like 30 minutes into the movie, and you're like, oh, shit. They waste no time. No time at all. And I – right? I mean, maybe not back when we first saw it, but man, that's off-putting. Like that ruins the whole movie. It really is, and what you just said, you literally hit the nail on the head. What makes these movies so scary is the suspense of when you will see him. And it's usually the rev of the chainsaw or it's that fucking sliding metal door coming open and he's out. And 
they show him so unceremoniously as that stupid, a pretty woman version of his mask that they call on in the canon. Yep. And it looks horrible. And what you get to is that the, the next thing that you're going to notice, guys, is this movie was critically just fucking annihilated because of the massive plot holes. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is the one that's most jarring right away. The original movie is 1974. All right. This movie picks up in 19. This movie picks up in 2013. The main girl in the movie is like 19 or 20 years old. Okay. That would make this movie have to be at least 1995 to make sense. There is easily a 23 to 24, 25 year old time gap that they completely do not explain because I'm going to break it down for you guys. The way they started this movie was they start with a flashback to 74 and the, the way they set it up is that Alexandria Daddario's character, Heather, is a baby from that family and that she gets misplaced after all of the craziness when they basically set her, their fucking house on fire and they try and kill Leatherface. So the movie picks up in modern times with her being, like I said, maybe 19 or 20. Well, if the movie's in 1974, the original, and Heather is 20 years old, this movie would be, like I said, like 94, 95. No, it's clearly yeah. 2013 with cell phones and everything. <laughs> they, it is the most obnoxious fucking time gap fucking plot hole, Nick, that I think I've ever seen in a movie. Like, you literally didn't care. And it, it bothers me the whole time I watch it. I'm like, this makes no sense. It, I didn't even pick up on it until this watch. Um, yeah. Because I just, I completely blocked this movie out. And I did have that one down too, that I never understood like that whole setup but i also didn't care and in this moment you could have fucking done better why not like hire an older actress i get the appeal of having like young you want to get people in the early 20s to kind of go with the slasher trope but like it's 2013 do you have to keep going with the fucking slasher trope you can't just do something new in my complete honesty i think it would have made for a cooler movie to have set it in the early to mid 90s yeah you don't really see that you already spent $20 million on the movie. It doesn't cost that much to make a movie look 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, it already had a successful enough budget. It is just so obnoxious. It's like, dude, you guys didn't even try. Like, you didn't even try. There's just a complete time gap. And when you look at the reviews and how it was bashed, a lot of it is that. They're like, this makes no sense. So um, that that right there sticks out with me. And, uh, yeah, I mean they introduce the friends and you know, Trey songs is the boyfriend. And then she has like a slutty friend that works with her because Heather, Heather, ladies and gentlemen must be in the blood. She works as a butcher in the local grocery store. So that <laughs> that's how they introduce her. And one of the lines shortly after this, and Nick, I remember when we saw this me and you were dying laughing. So what happens is Trey songs actually cheated on Heather with Heather's best friend and Heather's friend. Who's kind of slutty is trying to get Trey Songs to cheat again at one point. And remember, he says, Nick, he goes, come on, I can't do that again. I had like 18 kamikazes that night. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I, had I, had, I just had that line written down because I wanted to bring it up so bad. I'm so happy you fucking said it. Man, that was the point. That in that movie, that was the point in theaters where we looked at each other. We're like, 18 kamikazes? I remember that was the line when we saw this. We were like, what? And and by the way, when they're saying that, aren't they looking in like the um 
the freezer, right? When that happens, and they're looking at like Mike's Hard Lemonade or something yeah. like <laughs> Like they're just, not making it any better. Fucking you got 18 kamikazes. Why don't you just be more ridiculous? I have 47,000 Corona beers. I ain't doing it. Like, come on. <laughs> what a stupid fucking line, dude. 18 kamikazes. Oh, man. Um, and then I know that we're, we're like flushing out, but I did want to bring up that. Uh, so there are a few scenes, right? But I wanted to bring up the slaughterhouse just briefly because okay. what I didn't realize. So the slaughterhouse scene is whack, but it is classic to the entire franchise. There's yes. always a slaughterhouse scene. There has to be. Those are his hunting grounds. It's where he works. That's how it goes. Apparently, the in the original script, that I just found that out. That's the scene that was so gory that they had to cut it back to um get it an R rating. Really? Well, I don't understand is what was gory? What did they there was no gory. Dude, they were eating, they were eating Angus medium rare. It's too that bloody. Scene, <laughs> the goriest thing of that scene is there's some bare boobies. Yeah. There's nothing else. So and that Oh, and that when whole, he's going into that grinder, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So the this the slaughterhouse scene where she's <laughs> in the, there's no there's no real gore happening because it's the scene where she has like the duct tape around her mouth and when he pulls it off, she screams, I'm your cousin. As, <laughs> as, is he supposed to know that shit? Like you're telling me 30, well, again, I guess in this movie line, it's 20 <laughs> years later, is is he who's been living in a basement eating rats, is he supposed to like immediately be like, oh, you're my cousin. <laughs> I'm so fucking sorry. This is embarrassing. I oh, am. I killed you and I killed all your friends. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I hope this first impression doesn't ruin it. Like, it makes no fucking sense. But I think that if we're going to do this movie any justice, we, ha- we have to mention Mayor Burt. Mayor Burt. <laughs> I feel like, Nick, do you want to explain a little bit about who the fuck Burt is in this movie? To make because I want people to see this, I want people to see Bert. So to make it as just straightforward as possible, Bert is basically just a piece of shit. <laughs> he is a downright piece of shit who kind of does whatever he wants. He's kind, he's technically the real villain if we're going into it. But man, a hundred percent, a hundred. They got but, all their priorities wrong when they wrote this movie. Yes, but. <laughs> he's the person where like everybody around him i mean luke you gotta say the line everybody around him is like just tell him like come on man you can't do this but the way they say it is with this one line over and over again okay so basically bert was one of the people that led the first like riot against the texas chainsaw massacre family in the beginning of the movie they threw molotov cocktails and burned the family home to the ground killing everyone inside these motherfuckers elect him mayor like 20 years later in the story. The same guy who murdered people. And he That's does backwoods shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes you squeal like a piggy. And he does the most fucked up shit. And he is so off kilter. And the whole time, everybody in the town just goes, no, oh, Bert. Stay back now, Bert. I got you. No, Bert's like sitting there. He's like trying to fucking hunt and stalk these people down and capture this girl because he thinks she's related to the Leatherface family. And he's like, they're like, oh, Bert, let her be, Bert. Like, what was the name of that chief of police who's constantly just letting him get away with shit, but is like, come on, Bert. You don't want to do that. You don't want to do that, Bert. 
Come on, Bert. She's just a kid, Bert. And he's sitting there talking about like, we're going to sacrifice her and we're going to kill everybody. We're going to kill her friends. And we're going to burn that fucking house down. Like, he's like, we're going to kill this stupid bitch like we should have did 20 years ago. It ends tonight. It ends tonight. Oh, Bert. Come on, Bert. You don't he's mean like, that. Oh, Bert. Let it go one more night, Bert. They treat it. It's almost like they fucking. Dude, it is so beyond me the powers that this mayor has. There's one scene in particular where an officer arrives to the house that Leatherface is in. Guys, he's murdered mad fucking people at this point, okay? It is an active murder scene. Now, this guy, uh, leading on to the, they definitely didn't care about uh, time frame, he's walking through with a cell phone and he's FaceTiming the chief of police and Mayor Burt, and he's leading him through this fucking crime zone to try and fight fucking Leatherface by himself to end it. And then he's sitting there, he's like, oh, don't be a pussy now, officer, and saying shit like that to egg him on. Yeah. While the chief of police just sits by and listens the whole time. He's like, oh, Burt, don't say it to him. Like, what kind of mayor has this power? Like, that is your employee. <laughs> You're telling people pay for this police force, and you're just like fucking. You're throwing them to the wind just to see what happened. Oh man, let me. I forgot about the FaceTime. By the way, face. You're absolutely right about the FaceTime because it just further like. How did they get away with this time? Let me just clarify, people. Your mayor in whatever city you live in right now, as you're listening to this, they should never lead a criminal investigation. Mayors don't do that. That is not in their power. Okay, that is for the police. Do not allow them to walk you into a crime zone over FaceTime. It is a horrible idea. And by the way, Leatherface Man must have had incredible fucking internet for 2013 to run FaceTime like that flawlessly. It was amazing. The Wi-Fi at the Sawyer household is incredible. (laughs) Can I touch on something, Nick? Because I looked at answers and people are just as confused as me. The Sawyer Hewitt thing. What the fuck happened? I was almost positive it was the Hewitt family. This movie, it's the Sawyer family. And when I looked up on some boards, a lot of other people were confused too. Is this a new Leatherface, but yet still technically want to be a sequel to the original? Uh, to the original, Because I feel like there was a name change there. The only name change I could find, because that, okay, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. The only name change is they changed his first name. It's like Jedediah to Jebediah or something. Yep. Instead of Jebediah, they changed it to Jedediah. But then they also, oh, okay. I, the only thing I can think of is the Hewitt family was not the name of the original family in this 1974 one. I think the Hewitt family was 2003. Okay. Okay. They're not very clear on these things. Yep. And then (laughs) Jedediah is the remember in the 2003 one people go watch that movie um the little kid with the fucked up teeth oh yeah yeah yeah. his name was jedediah (laughs) he was jedediah and i think that's why in this one they changed his the uh leatherface's name to jedediah so they wouldn't get stuck in the same thing but they still have to use like a fucking hick name well i just let me sorry to our hick listeners (laughs) let me (laughs) (laughs) sorry let me just say um the name change doesn't help, at least. Now that that is cleared up, it did not make this movie better at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm speculating, by the way. I don't remember what the original family's name is. I just know that in the it, it could have been. One, I, it's Hewitt. <laughs> it, which is weird, because I guess in the reboot, why wouldn't you have rebooted it as Sawyer? I don't know. Basically, Mayor Bird's a piece of shit. Let's just lay that down. You don't get his last name. Uh, but he, he, you don't need it. Oh, Bert. But um, 
dude, that he is the main villain technically of this movie. And uh that that scene just fucking had me, man. You got you got any other scenes that really stick out after a third watch of how bad it is? Oh my god. I would say the entire movie is one big scene. Um <laughs> I mean I mean okay. We before we go into I think what's gonna end up being the last one because you gotta deliver the the closing line of this fucking movie. But <laughs> I do wanna bring up the uh the carnival scene because that was one where i thought it was going to be better i i I have to add on i have a scene for that too yes oh okay perfect (laughs) because when you think about horror movies you go to a carnival okay it's going to be creepy it's going to be you know pretty cool there's there's a lot of cool shit around it is pretty short for the duration of this movie nothing really happens and the best part of that is um and they have it on imdb too but when i saw it i was like how did they get away with that they have the costume from saw that's in like one of the prop houses jigsaw yes yes yep um but man that entire scene first off very (laughs) short very fucking lame i don't even know the point of it is but yes you can you go into let me tackle on the why that scene is so lame ladies and gentlemen have you ever seen these movies where you see uh, somebody being chased by a serial killer, whether it be Jason, Freddy, and you go, why did they do that? That is dumb. You know, whether it be running into the attic or running into the basement or somewhere, and you're like, why would they do that? That's dumb. This movie has the ultimate one. They go to the fucking carnival, right? She runs in the carnival to escape. Leatherface is chasing her. Ladies and gentlemen, Heather decides to get on a Ferris wheel As if it doesn't go in a circular motion. And that's that's how she tries to escape. That's why there's no It goes one way. There's no (laughs) drama to this because you know she's going up and then back down. Bro, it made no sense. Like, even Leatherface looked as shocked as I did. He was like, wait, you know it's a circle, right? Like, he looked looked at her like, I've been doing this for many years. You were easily the stupidest. Like, (laughs) because he takes the chainsaw in the movie. And he looks at her, and he's, like, following it around. Like a cartoon, guys, where you see the eyeballs moving in a circle, and then he just walks over to the side where she comes down. Yep. What the (laughs) fuck is that? That was one of the worst fucking things that I've ever seen as, like, an escape route in a horror movie. I was like, just run into his arms and give him a hug in a second. You're not going anywhere. Oh, man. Oh, it is ridiculous. And... I don't know about you, but I think I'm ready for the last line of this because there's this, I got to say this again for this movie. There is, it starts with Leatherface, but there's not a lot of Leatherface kills. There's more the politics of the town, the uh, meetings with the police officer, um, them lying to Heather. There's a lot of lying to Heather. That's perfect because that ties me right in. Okay, so the final scene of this movie, and let me bring you back 2013. This is the first one. This was the scene where me and Nick looked at each other and were like, oh, that ultimate cringe. Okay. Heather finds out that the police had been lying to her and that she's actually related to the Sawyers. And ready? Here we go. Leatherface is actually her cousin. Okay. She finds out she is blood related. The final scene is the ultimate showdown at the slaughterhouse that we referenced earlier. And it is a quite a, almost a trope of these movies at this point. Okay. Yep. And Mayor Burt's there, and he has Leatherface basically ready to fucking take him down for the kill. And there's this grinder there, and they have a chain, and they're basically going to chain him into this grinder so he gets sucked in. Heather 
was has a chance to get out. She has a chance to escape, but she like has this moment where she looks back and I guess they're trying to incite that she's like, well, that's my family. And what she does is she takes Leatherface's chainsaw, okay? And she throws it to Leatherface because now she wants to kill the mayor and fucking say, no, this is my family. And she says the most cringeworthy line. She goes, do you think, cuz? <laughs> Nick, Nick, host that right here. Put that fucking it. line right here. I'll post it. Do your thing, cuz. This is the third time I've had to hear that fucking line. Do your it, thing, cuz. It is it is peak cringe. I am so glad that you said that it is literally cringe worthy because there's a lot of moments in this movie that are cringe worthy, but that is the one that like I come back to like if somebody were to post on Facebook and be like, what's your <laughs> movie scene? That's what I would put. Dude, it's that is really up there. That's that's up there with like Leprechaun 2 and Troll 2 cringe for me. Yes, that is and like those movies were trying to be cringe. <laughs> <laughs> this thought they were fucking hitting the nail. And the scene itself is so dumb because Heather blatantly ignores that this man, whether it's your cousin or not, just brutally murdered all your friends. He brutally murdered all yes. of your friends. And then, not to make it worse, you have Mayor Burt, who was just trying to fight Leatherface with a crowbar against his chainsaw like it was a fucking sword fight, which that would just never happen. And then she has to top it off by taking the chainsaw with the, do you think, cuz? Whoa! 2013 Texas Chainsaw, 3D, 2D, I don't give a fuck what plane I see this movie on. Your sequel sucks. Yes, it <laughs> does. You end the movie with a sword fight with a crowbar and a chainsaw. It's it, it's way worse than when they ended one of the other Texas Chainsaw movies. Again, there's there's eight of them in total with the dueling uh, chainsaw sword fight. Oh, yeah. What was that? Was that Texas Chainsaw 2? Uh, it was either 2 or 3. Man, I mean, this movie has seen, this series has seen some low points, okay? And we're talking low points, 80s, 90s low points, ladies and gentlemen, where Horror movies, when they were bad, they were bad. This fucking takes the cake. This is the new low point. This is, yeah. And, and uh, um, I do want to ask, did you see the 2017 Leatherface? I did not. I, I I didn't either. I didn't. I heard it was okay. Um, I did not see it. I do not care to see it. And I believe that the person who produced or directed this one, Nick, also did that one. Oh, then I don't want to see it. And that was one of the, <laughs> oh, I don't want to see it. That was one of the things that I believe I had come across on that. And um, guys, as always, no good deed should go unnoticed. This is my favorite part of the now, show. <laughs> now, when we bring a movie to you and we say, hey, this movie kind of sucks. We usually back it up with as much evidence as we can. The Rotten Tomatoes, the critic reviews. But this one was award-worthy. This movie takes home the 2014 uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Award for Worst Film. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Not just Worst Sequel. It won the Worst Film. It took the top fucking crown that year. So if you want to know the perspective of what this movie is, it's the worst. <laughs> it, it can't get any better than that. Um... Guys, let, let's just say again, thank you so much to all our listeners and everybody that uh, keeps coming back. We want to see those numbers growing. Remember, guys, share the podcast to your friends. Tell them about it. Post about it. Put us in your stories. 
Um, remember to always leave us a five-star review on any platform you listen to. It helps us with the algorithm and it helps, you know, just get the knowledge out better for uh, your sequel sucks. Um, you can also contact us directly at our email and that's your sequel sucks at gmail.com. Anything you want to ask us, we really don't care. Don't send dick pics, but send anything else you want to send. Um, you can always reach us there. Our Instagram is YSS podcast and our Twitter is at your sequel sucks. Um, so you can reach us there. You can always reach me as well at Luke Gladly on Instagram, at Luke Gladly on Twitter. Nick, where can these lovely sequel hating motherfuckers catch you? I'm on the gram. I'm on the <laughs> twit. <laughs> at Nick Evans writes on both. Uh, definitely. And I'm on the rag. No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> hit, hit us up on, on anything. Hit me up if you want to chat. But overall... We appreciate the questions. We will actually start reading some of your questions on these episodes because we're getting some in. Yes, we, we are. Know, you know, we do have bonus roundup episodes coming up, but we can't put those out too often. You don't want them every two episodes. We have to wait until we have a lot. And we don't want to just spend 45 minutes doing nothing but reading questions. So we'll get through some of them now. So definitely listen for your question. And uh Please send them in. We would love to have a massive stockpile and do this every single yeah, episode. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and Sick. Send <laughs> music, too. You know, you fucking bands out there. We love your <laughs> fucking music. But I, you guys keep making us wait. You make us wait. <laughs> like I said, and, you know, we just appreciate it, guys. And until next time, do your thing, cuz. Oh, Bert. <laughs> Your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks.